You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of side mission i like always am your host rusty ellis joined by the boys kyle lynch and matt beck and today we're talking about odd world we finally have made it back to the playstation 5 it's been months but we're back so let's talk about odd world so first off we'll go to kyle kyle uh, what are your overall impressions i know you're a big fan of this franchise uh tell me what are you liking about Soulstorm so far for me it's definitely the puzzle solving um this isn't really my traditional uh, game I would play. I'm not really a huge fan uh, of side scrollers, but this one has really piqued my interest because of you know it's it doesn't seem so overbearingly difficult, but at times there are definitely puzzles that they take a lot of trial and error to go through. But I I really enjoy that uh, that trial and error kind of because there's a there's a, there's a few games that I play like this where. You know, it, it doesn't. It does not hold your hand, and you have to figure out how to how to beat this guy or how to uh, fix this puzzle or you know do whatever it may be. And in this game, there's a few things here and there that kind of teach you how to play, but the rest of it is really up to you to figure out. You know, pretty much from the very first world, how to get from point A to point B. And I that's that's probably my favorite part is. I enjoy a game that makes you think before you, you know, you just blast through the whole campaign in five minutes. It's, it's really, it really feels like a game that's going to take me a lot more time than I initially expected. I think that this game is definitely going to be one that I'm playing for a while. And with it being free, I don't even have to say I got my money's worth. I would have, I was prepared to pay for this game. And we got it for free, so that's just another bonus on top of the amount of time that this game is going to make you put in. You know, it's really, it's really just an all-around. In, in my my impressions with the game, I'm only on the third world so far, but I would say that it's definitely, definitely worth the download. And even if you know it's taken off the, uh, even when it's taken off PlayStation Plus, definitely worth the buy. You know, I have my thoughts on this game, but Matt, I feel like it'd be better right now for me to first just go to you. So uh, how do you feel about what Kyle just said? Okay. First of all, Kyle, I, I have to uh, say something about what you just said. Cause at first I was like, huh? Because then it made sense because you said you only got to the third world. So I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense because I've gone a little bit further than that. And I, sometimes I find the difficulty to be a little unfair. Um, I do like the fact that this game isn't very handholdy, but at times it also feels like it needs to be a little, you know, give you a little bit more information on what you're supposed to do, because it really does leave it up to the player to figure out how to solve the puzzles. And I like that there are like different ways of approaching it, uh, such as the ability to uh, possess enemies with a chant, which is very fun. But unfortunately, that power up can be put to the side due to the fact that there's these like these machines or whatever that cause the uh, the chant to be disrupted. And if you have like an enemy and he's like in the way then, you know, it, it becomes very difficult. And sometimes it feels like that the AI just randomly shows up, even though you like one second, they're not there. Then they pop up somewhere else. And you're just kind of like, OK, OK, 
I'm going to take a break before I'm, I'm going to end up with a controller in my TV at this game. And uh, <laughs> I, I was fairly and very, yeah, I was, I was fairly enjoying it last night up until a certain section of the game where you have to sneak past the slicks. Uh, they have these security cameras set up and uh, you know, I got my little guys following me, which by the way, uh, you got to say these guys on these levels and it's very, very irritating. And it just adds to the frustration that I have with this game. But uh now, where it gets really started on my frustration is I think I ran into what is potentially a very uh, first, like very big problem uh, as far as like uh, preventing me from further uh, getting through the game. And it's basically an invisible wall. So uh, after I sneak past the security cameras, I don't alert the slags uh, because if you alert them, this door will close, basically preventing you from, you know, you're going to have to get yourself killed in order to restart the section. Well, I get past the security cameras and I get to the very end. I'm fixing to go right through. I'm like, oh, freedom. Right. And yeah, no, there's an invisible wall. Basically, I'm pushing against air. I can't get through it. I've looked at different videos uh, to see if I did something wrong. And unfortunately for me, personally, for me, uh, no, I didn't do anything wrong. I did everything exactly what I was supposed to do. I should be able to get through uh, to the next uh, section of the level, but I can't. I've restarted the game, gone through it again, and I keep running into it. And so right now it has very much hindered my, uh, my, my, my view of the game. Yeah, my thing is this with this game. And, you know, normally it's funny because I think this is a side mission first. Because normally Kyle and I are on the same kind of wavelength in terms of what we like in a game, what we don't like in a game. I think this is one of the first times that uh, we won't be. Um because all I could think last night when I was playing it was, man, I would literally rather be playing just about anything else. And I wish that I was exaggerating to make this podcast more entertaining. Um, I wish I could. Matt can literally verify that I was saying that last night. In fact, we both had that feeling last night. We both had the feeling of, man, I could be playing God of War. I, I just recently got an, a laptop. I could be playing you know, the Battlefield games. I could be playing uh, just about anything else. And instead, I'm playing this. And look, I'm not going to come out and just say outright this is a bad game because I don't believe that it's a bad game. I think deep down, there's probably a really, really good game there. And the story's interesting. I like I like the world building. I like that. But I can't help but feel that at times it is maddeningly unfair difficulty-wise because the first level is a snooze fest. It's super easy. It's a tutorial level. It is super freaking easy. But the problem is, is that the second level is almost like Final Boss Dark Souls level of difficult. And the game doesn't do, in my opinion, a good enough job of teaching you a mechanic. It's trial and error. Now, if you're a person that likes trial and error, that's okay. There are people that love Outlast 2 over Outlast 1 because of the trial and error, and they feel that it was done better in the second game. And that's okay. If you like that... Great for you. That's not me. I personally couldn't do trial and error. And, and while I, I texted Kyle, and I hate that I have to go back on what I said, I said that, man, I'm really enjoying this so far because I liked the world building. I liked how much was going on in the background in the middle of levels. But I really found myself, and I don't say this a lot, I really found myself hating this game at certain points. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it. I'm not happy that I dislike this game. You know, like there are people that I think get a kick out of not liking games. I'm not one of those people. I'm disappointed that I don't like it more. Now I will give it a little bit more time to grow and a little bit more time to see if maybe, maybe it changes what I'm thinking. 
But right now, I can't help but think that I'm just disappointed because I think that there's a really, really good game here. But the difficulty, the the spiking everything, the fact that, and again, this could be a mechanic, but we've said before on this podcast, we do just because something has always been a mechanic is not a good excuse for a bad mechanic. I don't like that I could do an entire part right, stealth-wise. I could take all the enemies down. But because of something the game throws at me last minute, like missiles that are being shot from the background, uh, I w- might have to do a whole section over because I end up dying. I think that's a bad mechanic, and I'm not a fan of that. So, Kyle, I'll let you go from there. I know it kind of sounds like we're piling onto a game you really like, but I am interested to hear your point of view now that you've kind of heard mine and Matt's thoughts for the first time. Um, tell me, what, what what are some of your thoughts? Um, I definitely think this game has a target audience for sure. And I I don't know. I So there's this game that I really, really enjoy. I think I've talked about it before called Binding of Isaac, and it's a very, very difficult game it is not easy at all and when you go in you are supposed to that you're not even supposed to make it to the first boss on your first second 10th 20th try i mean it's a very very difficult game and that was where my love for these kind of games really started and i definitely think that i fit the target audience of this because for whatever reason i just enjoy being punished and dying over and over and over until the one that's time dark okay in video games i should say it's it's just <laughs> I, I don't i honestly don't know because i i definitely uh i don't rage at these kind of games i do rage at games that you know like call of duty for example i i, I rage at call, or, or rocket league i definitely rage at rocket league but this game i feel like is meant to make you rage and it almost has the opposite effect on me because every single time i die maybe this is my adhd but i have this thought process of okay i can do this better and so i do it again and if i die i can do it better i can do it a different way i can i can take out these enemies a different way i can solve this puzzle a different way and i you know i'll just continue i I will go at the same level a hundred times over and over until I have exhausted all options or I'm just bored of the level. And it might be that I haven't reached those more difficult sections yet. Um, There was definitely some parts that were hard. Don't get me wrong. This game is not a walk in the park. Um, But yeah, I, I think that this game's target audience is definitely for people who enjoy you know, the the consistent trial and error, the consistent trying to figure out different ways to solve puzzles or defeat enemies or make it to the, the checkpoint or get to the end goal, you know, save however many people. And that's that's another thing that Matt brought up earlier is that in these levels, you have to save a certain you have to save a certain amount of these of the um, the characters. The Mudicons or whatever. Is that what they're called? called? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you have to save a certain amount of them. I'm not sure if you don't, if you fail. I don't know if you can just let them all die. But that part is especially aggravating to me because that's the part in trial and error I do not like. (laughs) Because when I go through this entire level, the entire time, I mean, I've probably died like 50 times on this level, and then I make it to the end, and I have this holdout section where I have to save, I think the first one, you had to save like 300 people, which it sounds like a lot. It's really not because they're all, you know, climbing up this ladder at once. But you have these enemies on both sides of the screen who come out and, you know, they start shooting them. And 
you have to just go back and forth consistently trying to beat this enemy. Then you got to run to the next section to beat this enemy. Then you got to make it back to beat this enemy. And the entire time you got to do it without having them kill you. Yep. So it is it is definitely a difficult section. I'm not I'm not a big fan of those parts in particular. But the rest of it I I definitely really enjoy and I, I'm not going to lie I I thought that Matt would have liked this game a lot more than you Rusty. I I didn't feel like you were going to be as attached to this game because I I know that side scrollers definitely are not uh your thing. They're not even really my thing, especially side scroller puzzle games that are trial and error. I'm surprised you I'm surprised you picked this game up after after uh what you've probably been through with it. But you know, I think uh, that yeah. well my whole thing with this is that I want to give a game a fair chance because especially a game I know we're gonna talk about, I wanna give it a fair shot on the podcast. I don't wanna I don't wanna play a game for one hour and then say, Okay, I've definitely seen enough. Um I saw a tweet earlier from Beat 'em ups that uh that said, you know, people people in game in ga- in the game industry get destroyed online for not finishing a game and then reviewing it. But he brought up a good point in the sense that if I play a game for fifteen hours and I'm not enjoying it, I'm not gonna enjoy it. Like there's no there's no at the twenty seven hour mark this game won me over. That's not normal. That doesn't happen. And I think that a lot of me trying this game and Matt can attest again is that. I, I got frustrated and probably said some things like along the lines of, man, I don't want to play this game anymore. Man, I'm not going to pick this up after we talk about it. And the thing is, I probably will play a little bit more of it because I want to give it a fair shake, and I do think there are good parts to it. I just think that there there's too many difficulty spikes where it's almost a matter of, you know, can you get through this without breaking a controller, like Matt said. Um, I know the part you're talking about with the uh, saving the 300, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, the Mudicons, but the problem the problem I have with that is that I only saved like 120 of them, and I thought like I, I felt like I played it very well, you know, and that's my, my frustration is, man, I see how I'm playing this, I feel like I'm doing it the way I'm supposed to, and then something happens and I'm not, I, I, I die, and I have to redo it. And especially the part with the mines, that really irritated me where it was like, press the mine as soon as it turns green to disarm it. Um, I felt like multiple times I hit it when it was green and it still blew up. And that was frustrating. So again, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that I just try to give games a fair, try, a fair shake. Um, I do want to speak because I do want Matt to have a chance here to talk about the technical aspect as well because he was with me when this happened. Um, twice last night, my game freezed and crashed or froze and crashed. Um, so on a technical standpoint, I'm not very happy with the performance in that, in that regard. And the fact that it crashed twice on me in one game session on the same level within, uh, I think 15 minutes apart from each other, Matt, you can tell me if I'm wrong there, but I think that the game looks good. It runs well when it runs. But there's just a lot of stuff holding it back for me. So, Matt, if you want to talk about the technical side of things, I'll let you go ahead because I know you, again, you had a real issue there in one of the levels. Yeah, I do want to say that I I really do enjoy the game for what it ha- I played so far. I, I just wish that it wasn't such a frustrating uh, game at times. I did also want to add to a uh, Kyle uh, comment Kyle made earlier talking about games where you died over. And I was like, you're talking to Rusty. You're talking to Mr. Sekiro Soulsborne himself. Believe me, <laughs> he knows about that. 
I know all about that. But it, slightly it, different, slightly different, but yeah, <laughs> it, it is a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong. And I mean, the the frame rate, it, I haven't had any issues with it. I haven't had any dips. It hasn't, you know, slowed down or anything like that. Um, I had yet to have personally had the game crash on me like uh, Rusty has uh, mentioned here. But uh, as I said before, uh, I I have encountered this type of invisible wall section and I have restarted my game and I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue going further past it, which I would love to. I, I really want to see this game all the way through because I don't want to be one of those people who talks and complains about a game without even coming close to beating it because I'm already sitting on so many games that I need to beat and then there are more coming. And I don't want this to be one of those games that's going to sit in my backlog because of a glitch. And I really don't want to have to delete the game, uninstall it, and then you know uh, reinstall it on my hard drive. So, but uh, the other thing you mentioned about the mines, yeah, I definitely feel like that I'll sit there and I will look at the pattern and sometimes I'll get it and I'll do the exact same thing and sometimes it'll blow up. And as far as like those modicons go, yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to see those guys again. I'm just going to let them lay on the ground because they're not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> unless you're like trying to get a trophy i guess but i'm not here to platinum this game i'm here just to uh i'm just here to experience it so i can talk about it for our podcast because it's been a slow month for gaming and this one i you know it's a free it's a free one it's a free one so you can't complain and it's it's part of like how sony has these uh playstation 5 exclusives coming out once a month on playstation plus because like last year we had Excuse me, last month we had uh, Destruction All-Stars. Now we got this game this month. And I want to see that that quality keep going up for this because this is definitely something that is going to push uh, the sales of the PlayStation 5 if you can find one. Um, and, and continuing on from the game itself, I really do want to like it. And I'm not going to trash the game because maybe I'm bad at it. I know that, you know, there's speedrunners already who have beat the game. You can watch their videos. It's crazy what they're managed to do. And I did play the original. I, I enjoyed the original on the PlayStation way back in the day. So seeing a frustration with the game that I really enjoyed the first time around, it, it's upsetting a little bit. And I do want to I do want to experience the story and I want to see how it ends and all of that because I've grown to love the characters. And uh, before I switch it back over to Rusty, uh, I want to give a quick tip. Stand still and press square a lot. You'll be laughing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Kyle, I know you had something you wanted to add. Go ahead. I actually haven't done that, so I'm going to have to do that. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is later. so much fun. <laughs> you will not regret it. So, all right, Kyle, oh, go excited. ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I personally haven't experienced uh, any game crashes or any game-breaking glitches. However, I'm just one person, and the amount of copies this game has sold, you know, I, I'm I'm just one guy out of how many how many people downloaded this game so i'm pretty sure there are plenty of people out there who are experiencing the same issues you guys are going through like the game breaking glitches and the crashes and that's something that regardless of you know how many times it happens or who it happens to the fact that it's happening is a problem and there is not a game franchise out there that we have ever i think ever given a pass for game breaking glitches or game crashes. Those are some of the two biggest things I think that we complain about on this podcast because in the year 2021, I mean, like, it's just mind-boggling that you can have a brand new game. This game isn't even online. How does it crash? Because if you have 
Like when the new Call of Duty drops, everybody knows the very first day the online servers are not going to be good because everybody's getting on. But in a single player game, you should not have this issue on a brand new system. You should not have this issue on a brand new game. And that is definitely, definitely disheartening to hear that you guys are going through these issues because that is something that is not going to make somebody want to pick up any game. Any game you tell them, oh, yeah, well, I've, I've gone through sections of the game where I did everything right and I couldn't make it to the end. People are not going to want to play that. When you tell them, yeah, you know, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm going through this, especially in a game like this, where if you're towards the end of the level and you had to do a really hard section, your game crashes. That controller is probably going to go through your TV. I I hate that. I really, really, really hate that. I do not like that you guys are going through these issues because it really, really makes it a negative experience, not just for you guys, but for other people who are going through these issues who don't put their voice out there every week like we do. And I really wish that game companies would... I mean, I, I, just, I just wish that they would come out with better day one patches that fix these things because game-breaking bugs are are not okay. They're just, they're not acceptable. If I buy a game or I download a game and it is physically unplayable at any point in that game, that's a big issue because I should be able to go from beginning to end, not experience any crashes or any game-breaking bugs. If I just can't beat the game because I'm bad at it, that's on me. But if I'm doing everything right and it's the game that's messing me up, that's that's definitely going to hinder this, you know, the the... The experience for the player, and I really feel like that—that's a big negative. That you know, I'm glad that you guys did talk about because I before this I didn't I didn't have those issues and I didn't know, but I definitely think that people should know going in that hey, this game does have these things in it. So I'll let you guys go ahead and pick up from there. I think that the important thing that I could help convey here, and I think Matt has already conveyed his side of it very well, is that. I don't think this is a bad game. I think that it's simply a case of, you know, I'm sure there's an audience out there for this game. I'm sure there's a person that'll play this game that will learn to love it. Unfortunately, as of right now, that's just not me. I'm just not the audience, you know. It's, it has its moments. Like I said, I will tell you this. Hands down, probably one of the best tutorial missions of ever, or the tutorial levels I've ever played. I loved the imagery in the background of all of the little Muda, I'm sure somebody will correct us that here's this little Mudacons in the background that are climbing up the cave and are trying to get out. It's, it's, it's super, it's super cool to see all that in the background. And it's something that I'm impressed by what these consoles are able to do in terms of the raw power that the PS5 has. I'm impressed by what they were able to do in the background of some of these levels. It's just really, really cool. And, when the game runs, it runs very well. It runs at a smooth 60, uh, 60 FPS, and that's all I could ask for, you know? I mean, yeah, it doesn't run at 160 frames per second like Battlefield Bad Company 2 does on my laptop, but I guess I can let that slide. Uh, but there, there are positives. <laughs> <laughs> there are positives in this game. Um, I think that for me, it just comes down to, it's not really my style of game, you know, if I can compare it to a game that came out last year. I thought Crash Bandicoot 4 was a spectacular game last year. Um, but it frustrated the crap out of me at several instances where just the difficulty felt unfair and it felt like I was just putting myself through torture and misery. Just every time I got back up, I mean, Matt made a comment last night about, thank God there's no death count in this game because I would just have zero <laughs> confidence because it would be shredded by the death counter. Uh, that's one thing this game has on Crash 4 is it doesn't have a death counter because I'm sure that on... Uh, 
second or third level, I probably died. Oof. I probably died about 50 times on each level. So it's um, it's an interesting game. I think that for what it is, and that's a, a PlayStation Plus game, it's worth it. I think it's worth the download. I will say this, and I think that you both would agree with this, we are all obviously much more into this game than we were Outriders last week. Outriders really lost us very quickly because it just felt like a by-the-books uh, third-person cover shooter. Um, this feels like it, it's it's this feels like fresh. It feels fresh for the genre that it is. It doesn't feel like the same thing you've played over and over again. So it has that. Uh, I'll ask you both this: if both of these games were priced at, I'll say fifty bucks, because I think they might be priced a little differently. I'm not sure. But if these games were both priced at fifty bucks, what would you each uh, spend the money on? If they were both fifty bucks, uh, well, let's just see. We have GameFly for a reason. Uh, rest in peace, game rentals. Um, <laughs> to me, I would personally purchase these games at probably twenty or thirty. Well, no, that's what I'm saying though. If, if both of these games were fifty dollars, you had fifty dollars, and you can only buy one of these games. What would you buy? <laughs> oh, I buy Oddworld for sure. Yeah, um, I un- I uninstalled Outriders just last week. Yeah, that's fair, Kyle. What about you? Yeah, I'd I'd probably pick Oddworld as well. Just because this is definitely more my type of game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I think I think that we're all in agreement there. Me personally, if I had if I had fifty bucks and I could only buy one of these games, I'd probably I'd probably spend the fifty bucks on Pokemon cards. But that'll do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod and check us out on YouTube at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, Matt Beck, Kyle Lynch, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.